0: Praise God. We're starting into a new series today. And before, before I start, I want to ask you a quick question. Do you ever fall out with yourself? Yes. Have you ever fallen out with yourself? Yes. I think most of the time, the, most, the, the, the person that we fall out with most in our lives is ourselves. Because I think that we have this battle going on in our lives. And um, You, like me, someday during the week, you have this great fight going on. It's like a Conor McGregor fight. Where the good thoughts are wrestling with the bad thoughts. And I I don't know whether you're a Conor McGregor fan or not. which, Which is the good thoughts? I don't know. I don't know. But are you wrestling like me sometimes with good thoughts and bad thoughts? Are they taking over and consuming your life? Are you falling out with yourself? Have you ever fallen out with yourself? Yes. Absolutely, yes. I mean, is there a great debate going on in your head? Between the good thoughts and the bad thoughts. Fighting it out to dominate your life. Because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to dominate your life. Well, if that kind of a description describes your days or your weeks, over the next four weeks we're going to talk about how we can win this fight. Amen? Because you can win this fight. You can win this fight. And if you win this fight, you can change your circumstances. You can change the outcome. Amen? Amen. Because if you're not happy with your outcome, you can change it. Amen? We're going to learn to master our minds. Amen. I like the sound of that. We're going to learn to master our minds. Because I believe if you can change your thinking, you can change your life. If you can change your thinking, you can change your life. If you can change the way you think, you can change the direction you're on. Amen. So in the next few weeks, what we're going to do is we're going to look at, at and into the mind of the Apostle Paul. I love Paul. I really do. Because uh, Paul, he was fantastic. He was great. But when you read uh, Paul's letters, you can see in Paul's letters For Paul had battles as well. Amen? Paul never described himself as, as perfect. In actual fact, Paul described himself as the least of all. Amen? So when I read the Word of God, when I'm discouraged, when I read about Paul, it encourages me. Amen? Amen? Because Paul described himself as the least of all. We're going to look at Paul's life and we're going to, Look and see towards the end of Paul's life that if anyone had won the battle of, of the minds, it was Paul. But it wasn't always the case of Paul, was it? There was times in Paul's early ministry when Paul had this massive fight going on in his own mind. Right. But by the end of Paul's ministry, Paul had learned to master his thoughts. In the early days, we see in his letters where, where there was many th- times that Paul had huge fight with, fights with himself. He had huge fights over, over his thought lives. In Romans chapter 7 and verse 15, he said, the things things I want to do, I don't do. Can anybody line up with that? There's things that you want to do. Amen? And you don't do them. Like exercise and eating well. Other stuff too, amen? amen? And he said, there's things that I want to do and I don't do. Like reading my Bible every day. Like, I'm uh, studying the Word of God every day. There's things that I want to do, but I don't do them. And he said that there's things that I want to do that I don't do, but then the things that I don't want to do, I do. Anybody level with me this morning? Anybody like that? Yeah. The things that I don't want to do, I do. Yeah. The things that I know are not good for me, I do. Yeah. Eating chocolate. <laughs> Sitting and watching the television. Like, I know that I shouldn't do them, but I do them anyway. Have you ever been like me, sitting there of a, of a, of a Saturday, maybe, and, and it's just a lazy day, a wet day, maybe, and you're just sitting there, and you know that, yeah, I know I should study. I know I should take up my Bible. I know I should read at least a chapter today. I know that I should spend some time in prayer, but, but the settee and the TV are bigger draw than prayer. Nobody else like me. Being honest here. Paul said, Why do I do the things that I know I shouldn't do? And then why don't I do the things that I should do? Paul had this constant battle going on in his mind, but here's the thing: Paul battled with his thoughts and he won. Unlike Conor McGregor. He battled with his thoughts and he won. Amen? Paul took ground. He learned to master his thoughts. He showed his thoughts who was boss. And even when Paul, at the end of his, if you read through the life of Paul, you read that the, at the, at, coming towards the end of his life, uh, when Paul was sitting in a Roman prison awaiting execution, um, some of the things that he said were so filled with wisdom that it blows the mind. I mean, he's sitting here in a Roman prison. I mean, he's days away from his weeks, maybe away from his execution. And instead of going, oh, woe is me. Why, I was, Lord, I was working for you. I was doing your thing. Why am I sitting here in prison? Instead of him showing a pity party, if you read his words, some of the words that he wrote were some of the, the wisest words that we read in the Word of God. How could he have done that? How could he have written such wise things when he was in such a desperate situation? Why? Because he learned to master how he thought. Amen? He was having victory over his thoughts. So we're going to talk about, in the next few weeks, we're going to talk about mastering our minds. Learning how to show your mind who is the boss. Amen? So here's our foundational scripture in in, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It says there in verse 3, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Isn't that true? Amen? Isn't it true? We walk in the flesh. Uh, But but sometimes we we fail as we walk in the flesh. Amen? Anybody fail recently? But what we need to realize, even though we walk in the flesh, our battles are not fleshy. Amen? You know, the majority of your battles are not fleshy. Sometimes I think if our battles were fleshy, we'd have some chance. Amen? Because you could prepare yourself for a fight then, and you get ready for the fight, and you have some chance of of winning if your battles are fleshy. But our, our battles are not all fleshy. Amen. Yeah. Verse three. It says in verse three again. It says, "For for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty for pulling, mighty in God for pulling down strongholds." We don't fight as the world fights. Amen. We don't fight using guns or bombs or knives or hurls with nails in them. We don't fight that way, amen? The weapons that we use to fight, they're supernatural weapons. Praise God, amen? They're supernatural weapons. They're godly weapons. They're not powered by my strength. Thank God, amen? Because if I was to go into every battle that I battle in life, in my own strength, praise God, I'd be defeated every time, amen? Because who knows that a lot of the battles that you fight in your life, they're not small battles, amen, fighting Pee Wee Herman. They're big battles fighting Goliath, amen. So I know that if I was to go into battles using my own strength, praise God, I'd be defeated every time. So I thank God that my weapons that I, that I fight with, they're, they're, they're not uh, physical weapons, they're godly weapons. They're, they're weapons powered by the power of God, amen. Yeah, amen. These are weapons for God used by us to pull down strongholds. And what's a stronghold? Stronghold is a prison, amen? I don't know many of you have ever been into the uh, museum just up the road there, um, the, the county museum. Well, I remember the first time I went in there, when I was a child, first time I went in there, the first thing that they did when they brought me in was they brought me down to the dungeon, dungeon the cell, the jail. And I remember going down there, when you go in, you walk down a very narrow steps, Right down into the belly of the Earth. And when you're in there, I mean the, the sensation that's in there. Anybody like me, the sensation in there, it, it, it's, it's overwhelming, isn't it? Could you imagine being locked in there? Could you imagine someone closing the door and, and walking back up the stairs and closing over the latch on it? Could you imagine being locked down there? No windows? That's kind of like what a stronghold is. It's a jail. Has been locked up in a jail and we've been locked up in a jail amen a lot of us a lot of times have been locked up in this stronghold in this stronghold called deception amen, yeah, amen. deception you see we got to remember that our enemy is a deceiver he's a liar amen yeah. you know that yeah? yeah we have an enemy he's a deceiver and he's a liar And what he tries to do is he tries to get you to believe lies about something or someone. That's all he tries to do. If he can get you to believe the lie, he locks you up in this dungeon, this deceptive dungeon. Amen? What are some of the lies that the enemy often tells us? Can't trust people. Enemy ever tell you that? Can't trust people. They'll let you down. Enemy ever tell you that you can't let people know the real you? me yep. ever tell you that? You don't, don't, let them, don't, don't, don't let them in. Don't don't let them don't let them too close. Don't let people too close to you because if they knew the real you, they wouldn't like you. me yeah. ever tell you that one? Enemy ever tell you that God really doesn't love you? Oh yeah, people tell me God loves you, God loves you, God loves you, but really? I don't know. I I you know, I don't I don't know whether I can. Take that or not. Or God doesn't really care for you. Anybody ever tell you that? Enemy ever tell you that? Enemy ever tell you that God doesn't hear your prayer? All the time. All the time you pray and you're in, in prayer and you hear this little whisper in your mind saying, you know, God's not hearing that. He's not answering that. Anybody ever tell you you're not going to get over it? You ever hear that in your mind? You're not going to get over it? Your life is always going to be bad. It's never going to get any better than this. You're always going to be hurting. You're never going to find someone that really loves you. You ever hear that? These are some of the lies that the enemy is telling us. He's telling us these lies to try and and deceive us so he can lock us up in this dungeon called deception. Whatever it is, whatever the enemy's lies he's he's telling you. Because you know when he opens his mouth, he speaks lies, amen? He can't tell the truth. We need to learn to recognize the lies from the enemy. Amen? And we need to learn to take the lies captive. Paul said in verse 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down these strongholds. Amen? Amen? The weapons of our warfare are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, for casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God of God, bringing every thought, every thought, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. What Paul is saying here, here is that we need to demolish, we need to crush, we need to destroy every argument, every proud thing that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. You know the word of God, Amen? You know the truth. You know God loves you. So when the enemy comes along and says, does God really love you? You know God wants the best for you. God wants to take care of you. When the enemy comes along and tries to tell you a lie that's opposite that truth, you need to demolish that. Amen? You need to straight away say, no, God loves me. Amen? When the enemy comes and says to you, God doesn't care about you. God's far from you. You need to destroy that with, God loves me. He said he'd never leave me nor forsake me. You need to destroy it. You need to, you know what you need to do? You need to take <clears throat> the lies of the enemy that the enemy is trying to use against you to lock you in that dungeon and you need to reverse it and you need to take those lies and you need to take them captive. Amen? You need to take them captive by using the word of God. Amen? We need to turn the clocks and turn the. The, the weapons onto the enemy himself. Amen? Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. We need to learn that when ungodly thoughts come, you won't stop them coming. You know that? It's like the tide. You won't stop the ungodly thoughts coming. They'll come. But we need to learn when they come. We need to recognize them for what they are. We need to recognize them from where they're coming from. And we need to take them captive and make them obedient to Christ. Yeah. Amen? Mm-hmm. So in the next few weeks, we're going to learn how to recognize that any thought that's not from God, we need to learn to recognize them, and we need to learn how to do with them. Take them captive. Amen? Yeah. And when we spot what's going on, we need to capture every thought and make them obedient to God's word. Yeah. You might be sitting here this morning thinking, is this such a big deal? Everybody battles with thoughts, don't they? Everybody battles with negative thoughts or... But here's the thing. Yes, it is a big deal. deal, Because the life that you're living today is a reflection of the thoughts that you think. Do you get that? Yeah. The life that you live today is a reflection of the thoughts that you're thinking. Amen? Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Amen. Yeah. That's good. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. If you want to change your life, change your thinking. Amen. Amen. If you want to change your life, you need to change your thinking. Changing your thinking will change your life. Amen. If you get nothing from this message born, morning, get that. If you can change your thinking, you'll change your life. Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. As you think, so you become. Amen? Yeah, that's right. As you think, so you become. You know, if you think you can't, you probably can't you probably won't. If you think you can't do it, you probably won't do it. Amen? You know, if you think you can't drive, you probably never will drive. If you think you can't build a wall, you'll never build a wall because you won't even make an attempt. If you think you can't, you probably won't. But if you believe you can through Christ, you can. Amen? If you believe you can through Christ, then you can. Amen? Amen? If you believe that you're a victim... And that nothing ever works for you, then you will be a victim. Amen? Yeah. If you believe that you're a victim, that everything always comes against you, nothing ever works for you, then you will be a victim. Yeah, that's right. And if you believe that way, you're most likely going to go out and you're going to buy a t-shirt and you're going to have victim across the t-shirt. You're going to buy a baseball cap with victim on the baseball hat and you're going to think that I'm a victim. And you're going to go through your whole life living this life of a victim. Amen. Yeah. Why? Because the enemy has convinced you you're a victim. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You're not a victim. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You're not a victim. Amen. You are an overcomer. Amen. And if you can think that, hey, listen, okay, some, you, you, it's like what they say you'll never stop the rain falling on you. But, or falling, but you can stop it falling on you. Yeah. You're not going to stop bad things coming against you. Things are going to come against you. Circumstances are going to come up situations are going to come up. You you can't stop them. And anybody tells you that you can stop them, they're lying. You can't stop them, amen? They're going to come. But what you can do is when they do come, you can learn to take control of them. Instead of lying down on the train tracks and letting the train run over you, you can get off the train tracks, amen? You don't have to be a victim. Stuff, Stuff will come. Challenges will come. Problems will come. But you can overcome them. If you have the right mindset. Yeah. But if you see a, another problem, another bill coming through the door, another issue coming in, you say, oh, here's more of it. Here's more of it now. What am I going to ask you? Look at your... Nothing good ever happens to me. If that's your attitude, buy, go buy the victim t-shirt. Buy the be- baseball cap. Yeah, no, no. You don't have to be a victim. You can be an overcomer. Amen? Yeah. But you've got to believe that you're an overcomer. Yeah. You've got to believe that I can win. If you go out in a game knowing that you're in your heart that you're going to lose, do you think you're going to win? Not a hope. Not a hope. If you go out and you have this belief in your heart that, hey, listen, I'm going to lose, you will lose every time. Every time. See, we need to change the way we think. When we go into a battle, we got to, in that battle, we got to think victory. We got to start thinking, okay, this is a battle, but I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I don't know how I'm going to win. But in Christ, I am more than a conqueror. And in Christ, I am going to win. I just don't know how it's going to happen. But at the end of the day, I'm going to see a time where I'm going to be putting my arms up in victory. Because I'm going to win. Amen? Amen? Amen. If you're always looking on the problems, dwelling on the problems, your problems will overwhelm you. Amen? If you always look at the problems your problems will overwhelm you but if instead you're looking at the solutions, submitting your problems to god then you will find godly solutions and you will see god working out through you your problems amen look for solutions submit your problems to god god will work them out amen you do know that your biggest battle in life goes on between these two things here don't you your ears, in your mind. That's your biggest battle. The biggest battles in your life will take place between your two ears. Your mind is a battlefield. It's a battle between God's truth about you and to you and the enemy's lies about you. Amen? Amen. It's a battle between God's truth to you and the enemy's lies about you. Learn to listen to God's truth. Amen? So what are some of the things that the enemy is trying to have you focus on now? In your own life, what are some of the things that the enemy is trying to get you to focus on? You know, a few weeks ago, I had a massive battle going on in my mind a few weeks ago. It was a Saturday. No, it was, what day was it? Uh, It was a Tuesday. It was a night before we 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 were heading away for a couple of days. And uh, when we were heading away, we were heading to a conference uh, um, and it happened that our flight in the morning was at ten past six in the morning. Now, I'm not a huge fan of early morning flights. I'm a big fan of getting up early in the morning, but I'm not a huge fan of early morning flights. Because, you see, if you know me, I'm not an early to bed guy. I don't go that early to bed. Any night of the week. No, I should. It's one of those things that I know I should do that I don't do. Why do I do the things that I know I shouldn't do? Anyway, this night was no different. We had a 10 past 6 flight in the morning. It was about 11 o'clock at night by the time I eventually got everything done I needed to do before I went to bed. so, was already in bed, I woke her up. Yes. As you do. <laughs> but when I went to bed, I knew I was going to have to be up at about three, or, 3 o'clock. Knew I was going to have to be up at 3 o'clock. Knew I was going to need to leave the house at about half 3 just to be at the airport in good time, not to be rushing. So I knew, okay, and am bed at 11, be up at 3, 4 hours. For those four hours, I had the greatest warfare going on in my mind that you wouldn't believe. Stupid thoughts. I mean, silly things. You know, things that, you know what, they're just complete and utter lies. But yet, I lay there for, I'd say, three hours before I eventually went to sleep for about 30 minutes before I woke up a half hour before the clock went off. And I lay there, and I was chastising myself when I was lying there. I was thinking, what are you at? Why are you thinking such rubbish? You know that's not true. I was thinking, you know what? If I sleep through the alarm, I'll miss the flight, and I'll be after wasting all that money. I woke up in the morning... Well, I woke up a half an hour before in the morning, I said, in middle of the night. When I woke up in the middle of the night and eventually it was time to get up, you know what I realized? You know, the only thing I'd done that night before was I missed out on a good night's sleep. Because why? Because I let my thoughts run away with me. I didn't master my thoughts. We've got to learn to master our thoughts, amen? We've got to learn to be in control of our thoughts, because if you don't, you're, you're going to lose night's sleep. Amen? Amen? Yeah. Praise God. What are some of the things that the enemy is trying to have you focus on now? What are some of the thoughts coming between you and your sleep? We have a battle going on in our minds. The enemy is trying to deceive you so he can rob from you. Rob your peace from you. Rob your joy from you. Rob your sleep from you. I want us to take some time today to think about the things that we've been thinking about yeah. over the last number of days. Yeah. Are you generally a positive sort of a thinker or are you a negative sort of thinker? Do you think negative things about yourself? Do you think negative things about your life? Do you think that, you know, I, I, you know will I pass these exams? Will I get the, the job? Or do you think to yourself, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do my best. I do my best and see what happens. Amen? Amen. We need to start thinking positive things about ourselves. Positive thoughts over ourselves. Positive thoughts over your family. Positive thoughts over your relationships. Positive thoughts over your finances. Because if you're bombarded by negative thoughts, it's worthless. Amen? Yeah. You're allowing the enemy every time to win. We need to think about what we think about. Because our lives are moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Amen? Amen. What comes into your mind will come out in your life. What comes into your mind will come out in your life. You cannot have a positive life when you have a negative mind. It just doesn't work. If you have a negative mind, you will not have a positive life. Your thoughts matter because your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Here's a question. Are you excited about the direction your thoughts are taking you? Are you excited about the direction that your thoughts are taking you? Or if you start thinking about your thoughts now, do you just get depressed about your thoughts? And you think, okay, yeah, of all these negative thoughts going on there. Your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Just as we wrap up this morning, I want to give you a small, little bit of, a small little bit of science. Here it is. Whenever you have a thought, your brain is literally redesigning itself around that thought. Whenever you have a thought, be it positive or negative, your brain is setting itself up against itself to work around that thought whether that thought be positive or negative. If you think negative, your brain is working out the negative. If you think positive, your brain is working out the positive. Romans 12 and verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We need to renew our minds. Amen? How do we do that? By the Word of God. We renew our minds by the Word of God. If you've got all the negative stuff going on in your mind, you need to flush it out by the Word of God. You need to get into the Word of God. Flush it out. Amen? We need to be transformed by the renewing our mind. So this week, here's what I want you to do. I want you to identify one stronghold in your life. Amen? One thing that's holding you back. Whether that's I'm not good enough or, or whether that's I don't deserve any good thing or I, I'm, I'm always going to be broke or I can never uh, be close to God or I can never hold down a relationship or or, whatever it is. I want you to identify it this week. And I want you to destroy it, crush it by the Word of God. Whatever negative thing that the enemy is telling you this week, I want you to crush it by using the Word of God against it. Amen? Amen? I want you to take the negative thought that's binding you up in that jail And I want you to put the negative thought in the jail. And I want you to take your thoughts captive this week. Amen?